This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You like getting haircuts? Uh, it's actually therapeutic. I love it. When, did, when was the last time you got a cut? Too long ago. Who cut your hair? Uh, a man named Floyd. Have you, have you heard of him? No. You go to Floyd's? I don't prefer to. But this last cup, cut, I had a... Why would you go to Floyd's when Dez is your friend? Like, you know yeah. Dez. Dez, Dez, Dez cut my, my hair. I get why. I, I understand. I have a good story. <laughs> last time I got my hair cut, I got mini bangs. And, you know, kids are really honest. And I was FaceTiming Nate one time. River was there. And he goes, say hi to April River. And River goes... <gasps> What happened to your hair? What happened? <laughs> and I said, oh, I cut it. And he said, why didn't you let Des cut it? Oh, my. Kids are savage, And bro. she said, Des did cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Shout out to Des. <laughs> sweetheart, she, sweetheart, she did. <laughs> There's something. You, this therapeutic is the right word. Yeah. Getting your hair cut. You're sitting there. You're, you know, you're chatting. Someone's taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And then the best part of the cut, it's done, and they got to wash your hair. Mm. What kind of luxury are we living in? Oh, sorry. For guys, they wash your hair after they cut it? Yes. For they, they wash my hair first. Oh, see, we're opposite. Because we, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, they, they clean it all up. And, you know, and then the option today was, would you like product? I go, oh, no, no, no. I'm letting these guys fly today. <laughs> these boy, These bad boys are... Out here in the wild, wild west. Have you ever fallen asleep on a chair? No, but I got to be honest. I've been tempted a few times to just... I feel like socially you can't do that. Yes, totally. Mm. That's not an okay thing to do. You can't... Yeah, I feel like you got to keep the convo going. You got to be a rep... You got to be a good rep... That's not a good, that's not a good leader. Yeah. You fell asleep on the... On the I've on never done... What? I would never do I that. I can't talk to you. <laughs> Let's go. Record that. Let's get going. Hey, we just want to take a quick moment and talk about our sponsor for this episode, Overflow, who is a great friend of Leadership Lean In. Overflow is a giving platform that's really revolutionized giving and can unlock more ways for people to give through your organization and to your organization. Normally, people just can give cash or check to your organization and things like stock, wills, trust. It can be a long process, but Overflow has simplified it, made it so easy for you, made it a shorter process, and opened up so many more ways for people to give to your organization. Plus, Overflow has amazing customer service and is right there with you to help you every step of the way, working with your clients and all the people involved. So head over to overflow.co right now and book your demo today. It's going to be worth it. Back to leadership, leaning. Hey, uh, leaners, welcome back. We got one uh, rude co-host and <laughs> two normal, very well put together humans. Mm, yeah. One has a great haircut, and the other has. Okay, let's jump in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, thank you for joining us today on Leadership Lean In. This is a podcast that is all about the subject of leadership, trying, as always, trying our very best just to get a little bit better. We cannot promise. It's impossible to promise perfection, but by golly, gosh darn it, we're going to promise progress. That's right. We're up and to the right, slightly, like my Robin Hood account, just barely. Hello. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try and get a little bit better. So uh, thank you for joining us, and, and, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Mm. Whatever platform you're on, hit that. Also, just letting you know, we're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a wee little nation called Leadership Lane, and it's on the rise. Uh, we're jumping in today. I was thinking about this. I've been leading for 25 years. Wow. And uh, even, sorry, I was leading in high school as a you know, volunteer, and I was you know, leading, you know. Sports. But, yeah, part, so. yeah, yeah, learning how to lead, but like I've been in charge of a group for 25 years. I've been compensated for leading for 25 years. And, um, so I was just, you know, you know, sometimes you, you don't realize how long you've been doing something. So Julia was the, I forget where we were the other day. She was like, you know, you've been doing this for 25 years. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you've been going for 25 years. And I was like, wow. So I thought it'd be kind of fun. We're going to do a part one and a part two, which is so TikTok. Yeah. Mm. Stay tuned. Like for part two. Mm. Comment <laughs> if you even want us to do this. Yeah. Do you ever get stuck in part one? You're like, uh, I, think I, I think I got enough of part one. Just go to part two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm like, I don't need, I, I scrub through to the very end. And then when it doesn't give me what I want, I'm like, where's the part two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, when they added the just watch so you can find exactly yes, where it is. So I good. love that. I love that. Shout out to TikTok. Okay. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be doing 25 things I've learned in 25 years of leading. And uh, we're going to split in half. So we're only going to do 14 today. Okay. So by the way, you know my rules. Jump in whenever you'd like. Sounds good. I'm not really very good at stopping and going, what do you think? Mm, right. It just feels like a... Yeah, we'd ra- I think we'd rather you not. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. One time I was preaching at a wim- uh, marriage conference with Julia. And so we were doing like a list like this. And Julia was like, this has happened actually. I can think of two different Memphis and Sacramento. Where she's like, um, I'll just, in- don't tee it up. She doesn't like to be teed up. Don't tee it up for me. Don't 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 ask me. I'll just interrupt when I think of something or when you're saying something I want to add. So I'm up there and I'm I'm like 20 minutes talking and she's just sitting next to me on a stool and I'm like, oh I look like the dominant alpha male who makes his oh wife gosh. be quiet and just talk. Oh, like no. people must be cringing just like this guy thinks. Why is he? And in my head I'm like, will you please? <laughs> So finally, after like 20 minutes, I just stopped. I was like, okay, guys, just so everybody knows the rules here, <laughs> this is what she asked, and she's not playing by the rules, and I look like a jerk with my bangs out today, <laughs> curly fry over here. When I w- when we did the 100th episode, you could put together, I, I hadn't quite mastered it yet, so the, the interrupting, you could put together a whole 30-second clip of me going, <gasps> <laughs> But you've uh, you've improved. That was I have. that was thirty three episodes ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we're getting better. It's crazy, we are. Actually. It's it just flew by. Felt yeah. like it was a hundred episode yesterday. Same. That was a good. That was a good time. Okay, twenty five things I've learned in twenty five years of leading. Number one, work hard. Mm. You just gotta wait. You gotta work. Outwork the vision. I like this That's phrase. Good. Brian Hughes used to say that. Outwork the vision. The vision is clear. You got great vision. You're a leader. 
outwork it. Mm-hmm. So you, so you, you know, if you want to live in a world of mediums, just put in the minimum effort. Minimums create mediums. I don't want to, you know, like it's kind of good. It's it's okay. It should be better. Could be better. Work hard. I think work is a gift. Yeah. yeah. By the way, work is a, it, it, it's one of the greatest gifts God gives you is work. I always think of Rihanna. Three work work works, and you just <laughs> let's go. Let's get up and work. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite podcasts, How Leaders Lead by David Novak, he was interviewing the guy that started um, Home Depot. And this is a reoccurring thought I have. One of the things he said in this podcast, he said, when we started Home Depot, every morning we hit the ground running like we were already behind. So good. Whoa. Because we had such a big vision, we knew how much work we had to put in to catch up with the vision. I just like that. It's really good. I just read, saw something about um, CEOs that got started like in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And I saw that he was on there, the Home Depot CEO. Yeah. And that's so encouraging. And like any for anyone who's listening, like not everyone starts it when they're 19. Yeah. And that's just so cool. Like, like you said, he felt like he was catching up for lost time, but look at the impact he made. Because what I've learned, I'm going to talk about it in a moment. What I've learned is the work is the thrill. Yeah, I, you, you said this phrase, uh, work work is a blessing. And I think the only people who feel that way are people who don't have jobs. Right. It is like a common stereotype. If you have a job, let's treat it like a curse, not a blessing. You know, I'm going to complain. I'm going to show up late. It works too, so hard. You know, it's yeah. like that, that narrative. But I feel like any real leader can't wait to work. Can't wait. Because that means progress. That means moving forward. That It's like you got to stop. I go to bed at night and I can't wait to wake up to work. And there's just so much to get done. Let's be honest. Yeah, so there's much. just a lot. There's just a, there's just a lot to do. And if you don't, you don't have a lot to do. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't. And it's like when you think about the, you know, everyone uses the example of the light bulb. Thomas Edison is Thomas Edison, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just doubt myself every time I say anything factual. I, <laughs> so I thought it was Jefferson. I'm kidding. Keep going. <laughs> With the light bulb, um, you know, he figured out so many ways not to make a light bulb but he couldn't have done that without years of hard work that's exactly like, so right so much failure comes from hard work but because i think about my last well it's been about five years for me of doing something like this and i just think of a lot of figuring out how not to do things yeah that's right <laughs> but i wouldn't be closer to figuring out how to do it if i didn't in that work of figuring and, and, out how and, not to and do it. even though you got to work smarter not harder right. there's sti- there's no there's no bypassing we're not afraid of work and the moment i think that you don't want to work i think that you know you just got to explore other options because i think that the work is the gift second thing i learned in 25 years of leading no one belongs to me hmm. i just love living with this thought that i gotta live with an open hand everything you refuse to lay down eventually you're gonna lose so I think I believe in this. Just let everything go. You know, even your. I think this is how I I, I see my life. You gotta let your life go. Mm-hmm. Hold, hold on to nothing with a closed fist. Not n- no one is mine. Nothing is mine. Like nothing. So I gotta. I, I have to, especially with people. Go while we are together and while we get to be in community. I'm gonna love it with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. But, um. No one owes me anything. No one belongs to me. This is not mafia. This is not um, a gang. 
<laughs> jumped in, jumped out. Yeah. Totally. You know, I just, I, I think um, it's so interesting. I grew up around a lot of leaders that like all of their phraseology, all of their thinking was around loyalty. Hmm. And uh, kind of my observation was always like, wow, these guys so crave loyalty. But I think that it's, it's only when they like receive like a crazy amount of loyalty. It was like when I started watching like all these mafia, you know, like a uh, like fanaticism. Say it again. Fanaticism. What does that mean? Like they're fanatic about the leader. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's right. past their own well, you know, well, mm-hmm. uh, wellness. Yeah, and but then I I noticed that all of uh, it felt like what I was seeing was these people are so loyal to the person, but the person is only loyal because they're loyal, mm. and if that loyalty ever gets crossed, it's gonna be like it's an explosion. Right. Mm. And I, you know, w- one of my life values, I've, I, I think I've said this before, but it's like just live with no enemies. I have no enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I like everybody or everybody likes me, but, and that's fine, but I just don't have enemies. Yeah. And, and part of that big soul, big spirit that I desire for leaders is the ability to just go like, Hey, no one's mine there. You know, that's my person. That's my staff. That's my, I just, I, you, oh God, I'm so repulsed. Yep. I'm so turned off. I'm so unattracted. I'm so befuddled by your language and by your approach to lead. They're yours. You just don't see this in the greatest leader that I've ever seen, Jesus. That's right. Now, he obviously identifies that we're, we belong to him and the, my, my sheep will recognize my voice and those types of things. But he's so empowering. He's so releasing. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's so sending. Yeah. The opposite of this that I've seen is just like, you're going to stay right here. Right. These, within this framework. And so I've learned, man, because no one belongs to me, I don't have to treat people like property. Yeah. There's a difference between like toxic group loyalty than strong group identity. Like I think about how both of you guys as parents, I've been able to hear and see you have such strong family identity. Like you're a Veach boy, you're a Doomlau. This is who we are. This is what we do. But there's that also mindset of they're not mine. I'm here to steward them. What, What is, what is my goal? What is, what is, what is the bar? The bar is how well do I shoot them into the earth? How do I send them as an arrow into what they're called and supposed yeah. to be? That's the greatest way a leader can show loyalty to the people under them is by empowering them even when it doesn't benefit the organization. That's right. My, my question would be is when when does a leader come to you and says, I'm, I'm transitioning or I'm going to, I want to do this. And you go, you're a knucklehead. Like mm. that's actually... That might be emotional right now. Let's talk through this, you mm. know? Well, I think all of that is in balance, of course. And I think out of a commitment to people, sometimes you have to have honest conversations. That's not what I'm talking about, of course. I think, of course, that sometimes people, you know, they, um, you know, I, I really think life is so much like this. I love predictive text because it knows where I'm going. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Right? And it knows what I mean to say. I think decisions are so predictive. Mm. I think when somebody comes to me and they goes, we're going to go do this, and I go, Okay, I can see exactly how this is going to play out. Mm. And I just don't think that's smart. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not saying this because I'm loyalty to me in this moment. Yeah. I'm saying it out of a love for you because I really want you to do well. And I think that I can fast forward the tape with you and see this could potentially be disastrous. There's a lot of collateral damage here that, that that's the kind of staring at us. So let's wait. Yeah. Or let's make a better decision. Or So I do think that there's a... There's a how, how do I prove my loyalty to somebody is I can give them wisdom without it benefiting me. Mm-hmm. It's still, 
It, and I think anybody that speaks in your life should first have the value. I'm saying this because I love you and right. I'm committed to you. Really good. Not, not, not a selfish gain. Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, number three, I love this. It's all about the team. I have learned that in leading for 25 years that it's never about me, but it's always about us. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the group. It's all about how the team is doing, how the team is feeling. Is the team uh, getting along? Is there team unity, team buy-in? And if you'll make it, you know, it's a, it's a, another cliche one, but teamwork makes the dream work. Wow. So you got a big dream, get a good team. So I've just kind of been leading this way for 25 years. I got a big dream in my heart. I got a big vision on my hands. Okay, if I'm going to fulfill that, I cannot do it alone. So it's all about the team. How's the team buy-in? How's the team camaraderie? Uh, is the team discouraged? Does the team have clarity of expectation? Does it have clarity of vision? What about the values? What about the culture? It's all about the team. And I think you never get past that. Right. You never get past going like, man, when I was young, I used to make it about the team. But now that I'm old, I'm just making it about my what? No. It will always and forever be about the group. Yeah, It's not about me. It's not about my name. It's not about my fame. It's not about what I can get. It's not about my recognition. Any great leader, the moment they get praised, what do they do? Oh, it was so-and-so. It was yeah. them. It was these guys. It wasn't me. Because any great leader knows it wasn't. Yep. Mm-hmm. It can't be. It's impossible. So make it all about the team. Number five. Uh, sorry, number four. If you don't quit, you win. This is a theme that I've been saying for over 10 years plus. If you don't quit, you win. And what I, what I mean by that is in 25 years, I have seen some people quit that I have thought, oh, man, if you could have just stayed a little bit longer, if you could have just kept going, if you could just keep your legs moving. This is why I, you know, one of my leadership values is don't let anybody break your stride. And because if you break your stride, you're going to contemplate quitting. So I can't give control mm. over the narrative over my life to people. I can't over the season or the results or whatever. No, it's just like, if you don't quit, you win. 25 years, the only reason why I'm here is I didn't quit. Yep. I love that. It, it wasn't because like, man, this season we had this success or because, you know, it was crazy. The, 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 I don't know if I sent this to you guys, but yesterday I was driving home and we were stuck at a, at a, at a light. And so I was on social media and I saw this thing about Matthew Perry. And something came to me. I go, oh, my gosh. I forgot. So I go through this. um, I look up a friend of mine, and I go through our text history. And in 2018, he's he's in Matthew Perry's Century City penthouse. And he's on, like, one of those hoverboard scooter things. And he's going through the house, and he's like, hey, Pastor Chad, it's me. I'm in Matthew Perry's. Look at his view, Century City. And I'm just going through the house. It's stunning. And And look what's on his kitchen counter. And it's my book, Faith Forward Future. Stop. And he goes, I thought it was pretty cool that Matthew Perry's reading your new book. And this girl in the background's like, Oh, I just bought that book too. I can't wait to read it. And da da da. And and I'm and I'm, you know, and he's like, Hey, just thinking about you, you know, da da da. And I said, Julia, look at this. This is in 2018. And the only reason why I'm here is not because of moments of writing a book, <laughs> right. a conference, yeah. a podcast, mm-hmm. fill in the blank. You did this, that, or the other, what, whatever. We just kept showing up. Mm-hmm. We just kept going. And tomorrow's another day. We're going to try our best. There's no moment in 25 years where it's like, man, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That was the one. 
there, there's no such thing. Yeah. All that matters is that you keep going. Right. And you keep trying. Number five, results do not define me. Hmm. I can't, I cannot let uh, uh, a numeric uh, connect group amount, attendance amount, sales of a book, podcast down, no result defines me. So what defines me? My character. Yeah. The way I treat people. My reputation. Yeah. How I how I am at home. My relationships for over a long period of time. Right. That so results do not define me. And I think so many people want to hang their identity on results. I did X. I won X award. I accomplished X. People do not remember you for that. They remember you for who you are. Yeah. And I've learned in twenty five years uh, the hard way. Nobody cares what you built. Nobody cares what you were awarded. <laughs> Nobody cares if Matthew Perry read your book. Nobody cares about anything. Mm-hmm. They care about who you are. Yep. Right. They care about your character. 25 years has taught me, don't make it about results. Make it about your name. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, the quality and the content of your character. Right. Make it about your attitude. And, and I'm going to talk about it in just a minute. But make it about others. Mm-hmm. Not even about you. It's not... Yeah. Results do not define you. Number six, enjoy the process. When I was Mm. young and I first started, I wanted to enjoy results. The older I got, the more I started to embrace the process. I am afraid not of ambitious leaders. I am afraid of selfish, ambitious leaders. Mm. Ambition is great. Drive is great. Um, Desire is great. Um, When it's all about you, I'm scared. That's right. Selfish ambition. Wow. And maybe when I first started, what, you know, 25 years ago, there was some, some selfish ambition. I want to become something. I want to do something great, blah, blah, blah. And I was probably willing to do anything to get there. Mm. And I had to learn through failure. Fail, the return on the investment of failure is off the charts. I had to learn through failure. It, it, it's, it's all about the process. Embrace the process. Enjoy the process. It's not about... Um, Anything other than going through it with a team, trying to get better, trying to improve, uh, enjoying the calendar year, enjoying the ebbs and flows. Our ceiling is this big and our floor is this uh, uh, small and somewhere in between is our sweet spot. And enjoy. If I, people say sometimes, if you can go back and tell your younger self <laughs> one thing, what would you encourage your younger self to tell? Well, the courage. It's like a little. Harry <laughs> it sounds like you're like on the edge of a yawn. It's a little Harry Carey yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the bird was a was a hot dog, would you eat it? I know I would, and I'd fall it down with an ice cold Budweiser. You ever see that one? <laughs> I don't know. It's Saturday Night Live. It's Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey from Chicago Chicago Cubs. It's unbelievable. Anyway, that's who I was telling. Anyways, they they say you know if you go back, I would tell my younger self, enjoy it. Mm. Enjoy the adventure. Embrace the process. There's nothing better than just being on the journey and enjoy the journey's long. 25 years is long. It's so dang long. But guess what? If you just buckle up, put your seatbelt on, and enjoy the ride, it's going to get bumpy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some smooth parts too. And just enjoy it. Enjoy the highs. Enjoy. But don't let your highs get too high. And don't let your lows get too low. Just keep on going. That's good. Number seven, people will always remember the way you make them feel. Do I believe in this mm. one or what? 
people always remember the way you make them feel. I believe in this. How how do you make other people feel? Do you make them feel safe? Mm -hmm. Do you make them feel believed in? Do you make them feel championed? Do you make them feel small? Or do you make them feel big? I think it's a leader's privilege to make other people feel 10 times bigger than what they really are. So cool. Just like, just like, man, when I get around that person, they make me, a person that does this for me is Pastor Jude. Hmm. Pastor Jude, shout out to Pastor Jude, City Church, Ventura. When I get around him, he's like, oh my God, my Chad, hey, come on. <laughs> hey, Chad, let me tell you something. You're going to have a church of 100,000. Let me mark my words right now. Los Angeles is yours, my Chad. He calls me my Chad. My Chad. He, I remember one time for Julia's birthday, he um, he called, oh, it's like a Saturday morning, early in the morning. And so I see on her phone, it says, Pastor, uh, he called my phone. Uh, it says, Pastor Jude, ignore. It's too early. <laughs> Calls again, ignore again. It's too early. Third time. Finally, he leaves a voice memo. He goes, hey, good morning, Pastor Chad. It, it's Pastor Jude. Hey, Pastor Chad, this is Pastor Jude. I want to leave a message for Pastor Julia. He says Pastor seven times before he says anything. He goes, hey, Julia, I want to say happy birthday. Let me tell you something. You're vivacious, tenacious, incredible, dynamic, and beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. He just starts going off. <laughs> and he's like, let me sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And he sings the whole thing. Okay, goodbye. You get around him, he makes you feel like you could flip over a car. I feel like I could flip over a car right now. And what he about for off what he's saying to Julia? Yeah, exactly. I feel like we need to start a second account where you just do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just telling people will always remember. They will not remember what you say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will remember the way you make them feel. It's good. So that's why I think you have to lead with your heart over the line, because how could I make you feel loved if I don't love you? Mm. so good how do i make you feel accepted if i don't accept you yep so it's not words it's soul yeah mm -hmm. it's heart you lead with your heart and so if i throw my heart on the line and i'm vulnerable and i am i am i am transparent i'm just telling you do you know how much you have to believe in yourself to believe in others Mm. Do you know how much you have to love yourself to love other people? Jeez. You cannot give away what you do not have. So true. So if I want people to feel loved, guess who I have to love? Yep. I love the way God made me. Mm -hmm. I love who I am. I love what I'm doing. I love where I'm at. That's good. I love my life. I love my city. I love my wife. I love my kids. I, how could I give that away Yeah. if I don't have that? Mm. Yep. So if I want people to feel that, I got to constantly put that demand on me. Number nine, or sorry, number eight, stay ahead, stay ahead, stay ahead. I love this one. I've learned in 25 years, do not let things get behind you. Yeah. Keep everything in front of you. Really this is why my one of my biggest values in leadership, always look at the next 30, 60, 90 days. Anybody that's been around me knows I look at the next 30, 60, 90 days. Every Tuesday with our staff, we look at the next 30, 60, 90 days. When we meet our office, we get around, and I'll choose somebody else. I go, Maddie, walk me through the next 30, 60, 90 days. Natalie, next time, 30, 60. Okay, I'm going to take it. Why? Because teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That's right. Translation, unless you are numbering your days, you cannot govern your life with wisdom. Yep. So I can have an exuberant amount of wisdom on my time management, energy management, management. If I look at my calendar, don't let things get behind you. That's where stress happens. Keep everything so in front of you. Number nine, lead with your gut, lead with your gut. 
man, my gut has never been wrong about somebody. Mm. Mm. Julie and I were in the car talking about a situation yesterday, and we were talking about this, this, a scenario that's happening, and she's like, remember when, remember when I made the judgment call, and I started to feel like, because I knew, I had a feeling that this was going on, and so we made these changes, lead with your gut. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your gut does not lie to you. That's your knower. That's your discernment. That's your ability to go like, hey, partner with them, build with them, love them, invest into them, spend time with them, have them over, or wow, help them, something yeah. bad here, yep. confront them, You know, lead with your gut. Yeah. yeah. My gut in 25 years has never been wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think to, to qualify that as well, even if there's not anything that shows up on the radar, right? You Ooh. just you just have a gut feeling there's something different, something off. Even if they are a perfectly clean individual, your gut is telling you they're not right for this organization or for this Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like just you having that feeling means that it's not right. Yeah. And, and it's so funny, like, and, and you... <laughs> Sorry, you, you guys. You guys are gonna laugh at me. I'm sorry. I'm keeping you laughing. I'm, I just I like confessing stuff on this thing. Oh, I'm oh getting ready to laugh. So I, I I enjoy the TikTok. Right. I enjoy it. Yeah. And there's a girl on there that I watched explode named Alex Earl. You oh guys yeah. know this. You talked about this. Yeah. Now. Okay. So this girl was telling a story. She's got a podcast now. I think. Okay. She's telling a story about when she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her. You seen this? Nope. So she's she they're on this trip. She tells a great she's a great storyteller. She tells a story. She falls asleep and she has a dream that he cheats. Mm. And she's like, What? What? So she goes back to sleep and she has another dream. Oh my gosh. That he sleep. I mean that he cheats. Go back to sleep. Third dream. Now I don't know Alex Earl's faith, and I don't know if she's like a big church goer or not. I don't know anything. I'm just telling you that God loves you enough. And sure enough, she gets up and checks the phone and blah, blah, blah. And he cheated. Yep. And I'm just telling you, every time I have led with my gut, it's been it's been right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll say some of my biggest regrets in leadership is not oh! going with my gut. Same. It's going like, man, everything feels right and looks right. People have said great things, but something doesn't feel right. Something let's doesn't let's feel let's, right. Let's, I must be wrong. And then totally. going like... I knew it. I knew it. I yep. knew it. Totally. Lead with your gut. Number 10, don't promote people too quickly. Mm. There it is. And this is from experience of, you know, getting uh, bedazzled, getting bamboozled, <laughs> getting by one of them Folexes. These are all great words and terms. You know, just, they're so great. You know, I would bump the brakes. <laughs> Give somebody six months. Yeah. You know, you can fool me for a while, but I, you can't fool me after six months. You know, go, go slow. And the value here in leadership, we go slow, so when it's time, we can go really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So I've learned in 25 years, don't promote people too quickly. And there's a verse with that, lay hands on no man suddenly. Number 11, it's never as good or as bad as you remember. I have learned in 25 years, do not demonize the past and do not romanticize the past. Because because what I learned about me in 25 years, w- when I was there, I was just as frustrated, working just as hard, <laughs> trying trying my you know hardest, blah blah blah. And in uh, w- my personality, I used to look back, and go, man, those were the days, man. 
Yo, man, what do man, remember that conference and remember that thing? Remember, man, but I gotta go. Hey, bro, you know you, you were you were frustrated with the PCO and they went long <laughs> in the announcements and the design was wrong. And there was a misspelled word and people were late and. It, you, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the whole thing. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Don't, and and when you look back at the past, be thankful, be grateful, but don't romanticize it yeah. and don't demonize right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, number uh, twelve. Don't take it personal. It rarely is. Yeah, for sure. I I I, I was listening to this guy because I'm studying finances, trying to get better at finances. This billionaire guy was teaching a class on finances, and he was talking about you know your approach, what you should do in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s. And he was talking about the different mindsets you have. And he goes, when you're in your 40s, you realize that nobody was ever thinking about you in the first place. He's talking about when you're young, you make these decisions based upon wanting the approval of others. And you want people to like you and you want people to think you're great and you're cool. And so you make this financial decisions for them. He goes, when you get older... You realize them were never thinking about you. So you spent all this money on people that don't care about you. For sure. And I think people are so selfish by nature. They're just not thinking about you. They're thinking about them. Yeah. And I've learned the hard way in leadership of not just try not to take things personal. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're going to really struggle if you do take everything personal. Uh, You aren't that bad of a leader. You aren't that bad of a person. You aren't that important, to be honest. I think people are trying to navigate their own worlds with their own trauma, drama, daddy and mama, and they're trying to figure figure out life and what to do. And you're not on the radar. Mm -hmm. And the 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 moon doesn't rise and the sun doesn't set and and rise and set on you. Sorry, the moon doesn't. Yeah, rise and set. The sun doesn't rise and set on you. On you. What about the moon? What's he doing? I mean, I it's think the same could be applied. Yeah, I think the circling. same could be applied. Because I feel like I was starting with the moon because I heard that one somewhere and then it kind of bailed. Though. I went to the sun. I but think it is the sun, though. I've never heard Here the moon Here comes one. the sun. <laughs> yeah, but there goes the moon, too. So anyway, <laughs> people are thinking about them. I don't think anybody's sitting in their house going, Chad, it's, you know, Chad and Chad. There's not. Yeah, it, if you're always thinking about yourself. <laughs> Right. That's exactly right. For sure. They're thinking about themselves too. Mm -hmm. And it's freeing. It's freeing just to go like, you know, I wonder how they're doing. I wonder, you know, what's the saying? Um, Until you've walked a mile in their shoes, don't judge somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be you. I don't know. I didn't grow up in your house. Yeah. Right. I didn't face your childhood. Yeah. I think one of my favorite uh, I don't know if it's a quote from somebody specifically, but someone at my old church would always say, assumption is the lowest level of knowledge. There you go. You can't assume what anyone else is thinking. No, yeah. And I, I just think it's so crazy to like jump to these conclusions and create these narratives. I think a really immature leader creates tons of narratives and assumptions in their head. Um, Tim Timberlake came recently. Yeah, I right? love him. Oh he yeah. said this line that I oh, thought was so good. Uh when you make conclusions, it just reveals the places you're tired about thinking about. <laughs> bar. Absol- like, absolute so bar. Number 13, you reap what you sow. And this is just what I've learned in 25 years of like, you know, when I first started going to Sydney and getting around Hillsong, who I just, I've never seen anything like it. And you see the global influence and impact in, you know, you'd go to France and you go to st- Sweden and you go to you know London and New York and blah 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 you've Mars 
And w- how do you have such a harvest? You sow a lot of great seed. Mm. And uh, that's where I was really inspired to like, man, there's a scripture I really love. A generous man sows generously mm-hmm. and reaps a harvest. And a stingy person stingy with that seed. Man, you're looking for a harvest that you never <laughs> you never <laughs> sowed into. And I just really believe that. Like, you know, um, put a lot of great things out. Put a lot of great text out. Put a lot of great FaceTimes and calls. Put, sow seed. So to me, the, the value that I've learned is just like, I can't expect... Um, I think last episode we were talking about influence and impact. Mm-hmm. I can't expect to have influence where I haven't sown yeah. in relationship. Right. And how could I have an impact in a, a sense where I never, I never sowed for impact. Yeah. And so you reap what you sow. And I, right. I, I, I like that. And I like also uh, times of failure, times of disappointment, times of frustration in 25 years, times of, of, of low moments. I, reap, I was reaping what I sowed. Yeah. Mm. I sowed wrong. I sowed bad seed. I sowed out of frustration, sowed out of anger. I, re- I, I reaped a bad harvest. And so I can always look in the mirror and go like, man, I can look, that mistake was me. That was, that was not on them. That was my fault. That was, that's not on that, you know, and just taking ownership. And so 25 years taught me you, this principle, you can never escape. You reap what you sow. Last one on this one. We'll have part two coming out soon. Number 14, you're only as good as the people around you. I love this one. Oh man, do I love this one. You're only as good. So the best seasons of my life had the best people around me. And the lowest seasons of my life did not have good people around me. And it's all about check your circle. I love that line. Check your circle. And you look, you know, some people are like, there's a Judas at your table. (laughs) What a line. There's a Judas at your table. Okay. Snakes in the grass. What the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we all know who it is. <laughs> Judas at your table. You say you don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you know, yeah. we talking about you. Um, I love it. But you know, um, one, of my, one of my favorite um, stories on wisdom and leadership is the study of Solomon. And when queen, the Queen of Sheba comes and she looks and she just takes it all in and She's just like, what is this? <laughs> what are those? And she goes, they didn't tell me the half of how good it is here. Mm. How happy must your people be? Oh, happy to be around you, happy to be on the team, happy to show up, happy to work, happy to laugh, happy to love. And if you don't got people that are happy to be around you, they got to go. Mm-hmm. Because it's only good and only fun and only worth it if the people are happy. That's right. And if they're not happy, there's a reason why. We got to find out why. We got to help people move along. We got to help people grow. Got sometimes it's because you got to challenge them and lead them and you know correct some thinking and get to the core issue of what's frustrating them and maybe it's an issue in their personal life or their marriage yep. or their home or their whatever. Fill in the blank. But how happy must your people be? Is I think the leader's responsibility. What the Queen of Sheba wasn't, wasn't going is like, you build everything so they're going to be happy. She is saying, you're a great leader, so they must be happy. Exactly. You've got to lead. It'd be great to just show up and build something and be like, 
You got, look at all the plasmas and LEDs and smoke and, and lights and, 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 and the YouTube channel. Everybody's happy, right? And that's not how it works. Mm. You got to lead. You got to engage. You got to help. You got to serve. You got to encourage. You got to correct for everybody to be happy. That's right. And so 25 years, we been, hey, you think we new to this? We've <laughs> been doing this. Like, bro, you're 44. Chill out. You got this worst haircut we've seen since Carrot Top. Chill out. <laughs> But we're trying our best. So we'll be back with the rest next week. Leadership Lean In. Hey, hey, you're a, you're a beautiful nation. We love you. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.